Hi, besties. You're listening to Long Distance BFF. I'm Tristan. And I'm Samantha. We're your new best friends. Each episode, we'll dive into friendship head first. We'll talk about celebrity friendships, heartwarming friendships, and maybe share some tips to keep your friendship strong along the way. We're the friendship experts. Hi, besties. Hi, besties. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Welcome to the pod. (laughs) Yes. We got a good one. We always say that. We got a good one. Well, because we, we're, we're not going to pick bad ones. Hey, we got a really terrible friendship we'd love to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should start talking about bad friendships. I do want to. We'll find one. Let's okay. get into a good bad friendship. Okay. Besties, if you can think of a bad friendship, give it to yes. us. We'd love to discuss it. Yes. But today we are talking about the sweet Thomas J and Veda. Yes. From my girl. Veda Sultanfuss. <laughs> I know that's such a weird name. It's a weird family. They're just weird. It <laughs> weird is. people. <laughs> it is. I did do a little bit of research on the movie. Just okay. I liked I like to get a little background sometimes. Yeah. And so the main thing I like to see is this based on a true story. Mm-hmm. So this is not based on a true story, but it is inspired by a childhood friend who lived in a funeral home. Oh, cool. so it is inspired by somebody who actually a, a kid, their good friend that lived in a funeral home. Okay. Could you imagine growing up in a funeral home? Right? (laughs) So I always like to see that. Is this based on something real? And it kind of is in a way. It's, you know, inspired by that. And then the house was actually the film, the where they filmed was actually a bed and breakfast. Mm. That was it. That was my, uh, my big ta-da about the movie. Yeah. That's your research. (laughs) I love it. Well, it's not about the movie. It's about the friendship, but sometimes you got to know a little bit. Yes. So, okay. Let's get this out of the way because I also looked, I was looking up things and I found something so funny that I need to share. Yes. So this is a review of the movie and it made me laugh so hard. Okay. This is a review from December 5th, 1991. This is back then. A review. So here, I'll read it to you. This shocking film has a plot twist that was leaked weeks before the movie was released. It is the film's fatal flaw and should not be kept secret from unsuspecting parents. In My Girl, Macaulay Culkin of Home Alone fame dies. A horrible, gut-wrenching death. Beware, warn your children. His character is allergic to bees and dies after being stung repeatedly while trying to retrieve his best friend's ring. Perhaps you have seen television previews for this movie. If so, disregard them. They border on being deceitful and present this movie as a happy, funny flick for preteens. But My Girl is not a kid movie about carefree happiness. It's an adult film about death and misplaced guilt. Wow. Right? Oh, I don't agree with that at all. (laughs) I know. I just thought that was so, I mean, that is a scathing review. Yes. Scathing. Scathing. 
Yep. So <laughs> that was a review floating around there during that time. I don't remember. I I don't think I saw it in the movie theater. No, I think I was I too know. young to really. Yeah. I didn't go to young. many movies because of where I live. We're not mm-hmm. near a, the- you know, out here in the woods, yeah. but we don't have a theater super duper close. So we didn't really go to the movies too often. Yeah. I think my first movie in the movie theater was Drop Dead Fred. Oh, that's a friendship. We're good. We could do oh, Drop good. Dead Fred. Oh, that's, that's, that'd be a terrible one. We could be like, hey guys, we got a terrible one for you. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was my first movie theater movie. But yeah, I, I remember seeing my girl, but I can't pinpoint how old I was. But I wasn't traumatized by it. No, I mean, but you always know that's the one where he dies from the bees, you know. It's sad. It is sad. It's but sad. it ends happy. I think so. And I don't, it's not like it's gruesome. They don't show him dying from the bees. No. They show him swatting and then it's done. Yeah, there's a lot of bees. So I, I read a couple of little facts about it and they put bee pollen on his fingertips and that's why they just are swarming him that's real bees it wasn't like a fake thing it's real bees that's crazy and he only he did not get stung he got scratched a little bit they said by one stinger but he was not stung at all and they just kept throwing bees in there and they were going after his fingertips so they don't that was a wasp's nest but when i saw the bees crawling around on the ring mm-hmm. it looked like honeybees yeah I don't know so I don't know if they use different you know a non-aggressive bee like if they showed the wasp nest but then used honeybees I'm sure the... yeah I'm sure it was not because when I looked at it, I'm like that's not a wasp that's a honeybee yeah. but then it went kind of quick and then I was like I I you know I didn't really get a good uh look yeah. and I should have as I was watching, I'm like, I should go back and identify that bee for certain. Yes. <laughs> but I did not. <laughs> we need to know. What kind of bee was that? Because that's a wasp's nest. <laughs> and that's a honeybee. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. As we're getting started, what is your first impression of Veda and Thomas J's friendship? First impression. Well, she's a jerk to him. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. She's a jerk. Yeah. Oh, if I had more time, I had planned to rewatch the movie and write down every insult mm-hmm. that she says to him because it, it would be it would have been a very long list. I didn't have the time to rewatch the movie and write down oh, all yeah. her insults, but that would have been a good one. Yes. Well, one of my favorite ones is when she says, you're like a dog. You just go home to eat. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, she says the mean things to him and he just takes it. I guess Mm -hmm. she's his only friend. Well, they're each other's only friend because she's weird. Everybody thinks she's weird Mm -hmm. and he's kind of a doof. It seems like he comes from a really sheltered family, really naive. They can tease each other because they have nobody else. Right. But she definitely does a lot of the teasing. And she is 
I would say the one who decides what they do during the day, she's the one who calls the shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not an equal friendship. No, no, unless she wants to do it, she's not doing it. But he, mm-hmm. every single situation, you see him rolling his eyes and being like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. What did you think about their little smooch? <laughs> that was super cute. <laughs> but if I may say, had Thomas J not died, I think he would have been friend zoned by oh, Veda yeah. in their teenage years. <laughs> yeah. Well, because when she, so she has the crush on that teacher and she's like, I'm going to marry Mr. Bixley. Bixby. Yes. Bix. Bi- oh, I messed it up for you. If I you hadn't did, said anything, I was getting known. ready to say it. And now I'm like, <laughs> is it Bixby or Bixley? I, I thought it was Bixley. Bixley. Okay. It probably is. Okay. Yeah. She said she was going to marry him. And Thomas J said, you can't marry a teacher. That's illegal. Yes. <laughs> and then I don't know if it was right after that or a little bit later, he said, well, if Mr. if you can't marry Mr. Bixley, would you consider marrying me? Mm-hmm. There was this part in the, in the movie where it just shows Thomas J's like heart and how sweet he is. Veda catches the, or actually Thomas J catches the fish and they're getting it off the hook. He puts his foot on it. She's like, no, you're going to kill it. They throw it back in the water and the fish is clearly dead. It's just floating on the surface and Veda's kind of looking away and she's like, did it make it? Did it live? Mm-hmm. And you see Thomas J look into the water and look at her and he's like, yeah, he made it. Aww, and yeah. it, it, like, that is such a big thing to do with their age. Yeah. Well, and especially because of her issues with death. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew. For him because, to recognize yes. that is amazing for his mm-hmm. age. He is so much, he's beyond his years, you know, when oh, it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really sweet. And how he did always go along with her when she found the picture of her mom and he asked about it and they went to Shelly and talked to Shelly. He just, yeah, just always went along with her and it was really sweet. You could tell that he was a good friend to her. Yeah. And he would ask a lot of probing questions and just get more information out of her and really seem interested in whatever she was talking about. Mm -hmm. And every time I watched him, I felt like this is so rare. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee he talked about her nonstop at home mm-hmm. and talked to his mom because his mom said afterwards, she said, you were such a good friend to Thomas J. Thank you for being such a good friend. Yeah. Well, he probably didn't tell her about the time she calls him an idiot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I have another like kind of friendship thing I want to talk about too between Veda and Shelly. So before Veda finds out about Shelly and her dad, before that start, Veda really looks up to Shelly and they become kind of friends. Like she's putting makeup on her. Mm -hmm. And actually I have a quote there. You can never put on enough blue eyeshadow. If that Mm -hmm. doesn't date the film right there, I don't know what does. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I remember the blue. I'm old enough to remember blue eyeshadow, but they have kind of a friendship starting. And I thought yeah. it was really sweet for her to have that with somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, have a an adult friend. Yes. And Shelly is the one that tells the dad, Mr. Sultan Fuss. Harry. Mr. Harry. I wrote it Dan, down. Dan. Isn't it Dan Aykroyd? Yes. I was like, no, no, his name is Harry. I wrote it down. <laughs> yes. Dan Aykroyd is 
is Harry. Yes. Yes. Because he, he really, he's just a single father. He doesn't see no every little detail. And Shelly is like, Harry, she needs you. She's growing up. She needs you to notice these things and mm-hmm. to help her through them. Mm-hmm. And I like that. So that is, yeah, there's that friendship between the two of them. Yes. I mean, until yes, she finds she out, then mad. she's upset. But she really loves Shelly when she first meets her and she thinks of her as a friend. And then as soon as it comes to like, hey, you're taking my dad away, mm-hmm. this isn't okay anymore. Yeah. Are you taking my mom's place? Because yes. There's a whole bunch had, of. Oh, yeah. There's, well, Veda has this death issue mm-hmm. that we learn about. And I think she kind of works through it. I think Thomas J's death and having to go through that kind of helps her see that she didn't cause her mom's death, that people die sometimes mm-hmm. and there's nothing we can do about it. And it's sad, but it's a part of what happens sometimes. Yeah. So I'm going to discuss my favorite part of the movie here. Okay. And of course it has to do with the friendship, but they're sitting in the tree. Mm-hmm. Veda runs away. And she, of course, gets Thomas J to go along with her, even though mm-hmm. he's protesting the whole time. He goes along with her and they're sitting in this tree and he's talking about, I'm, you know, I'm hungry. So he goes home and she's sitting in the tree until late at night. And then she finally jumps out of the tree to go home after they've run away. And the tree is in her front yard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that because they make it. Because they do this whole adventure and they're out and they're going. And so you're assuming they're in this tree far away Mm -hmm. and they're not. She's sitting in her front yard and then she goes in and nobody even noticed she was gone. Yes. Poor gal. uh, So how old are they? Did it ever say how old they are in this movie? Are they 10? So yes, there's, I know Veda in real life was 10 years old and Macaulay Cogan in real life was 13 years old when they played in the movie. So I'm kind of assuming, oh wait, when she starts her period, she's 11 and a half. Okay. Cause okay. Shelly asked you how old, how old are you? And she said 11 okay. and a half. So, um, so that pre- Shelly for yeah. that, that was so mm-hmm. good. She needed a mom, a yes. woman figure to kind of talk about that. Yeah situation (laughs) yeah okay yeah so she's preteen yes so there's this friendship they're 11 years old Mm -hmm. and her best friend dies I know how difficult her best friend and really her only friend right now because she's not getting along with her new friend Mm Shelly so she can't talk to her her dad is closed off she can't talk to her dad yeah the girls at school are not intellectually stimulating yes (laughs) that was a quote yeah so she not just lost her best friend but her only friend so she Mm -hmm. can't turn to anybody yeah poor little thing when she's curled up on the bed she's Mm -hmm. so tiny She's just this tiny little thing curled up on the bed. Mm -hmm. Is that the part when she said the bees killed Thomas J like I killed my mom? Yeah. Because her mom died during childbirth. Yeah. And that was sad that she thought that all that time. Yes. It does make me happy in the end that she makes a new friend, Judy. 
Mm-hmm. And they're just riding off together. It mm-hmm. it makes me happy because you can make a new friend and still respect and think about the old friend that mm-hmm. you know passed. Because yeah. Thomas J wouldn't want her to not have any more friends, and that's it. No, yeah. Well, and how it all wraps up with her accepting the death, and that death happens. Because she was just so confused. So right after he died, do you remember she ran to Mr. Bixley to tell him? Well, after the whole casket scene, everybody knows his glasses. He can't see without his glasses after that scene, which I read another thing about that. So to get emotional for that scene, her mom. So um, what's her name? Anna Shlomsky. Yeah. Her mom told her. She was having trouble just being able to have that emotion. And her mom said, just imagine it's me in the casket. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot to put on a little girl. I know. That's these actress, actors and actresses and these mom, momagers, you know, like right. <laughs> we got to make this film. So just picture it, picture me in the casket. But right after that, she runs to Mr. Bixley and she just professes her love for him. And yeah. that's when she kind she realized people die. And I never she said, I, I never told Thomas J that he was my best friend. I wish yeah. I had told him. So she had to run to Mr. Bixley and profess her love, which was awkward. But then in the end, when Veda saw Thomas J's mom, that, okay, so we were talking the other day after I had watched this movie, and I was like, oh, that's not even the part that I cry about, the one where she sees him in the casket. I don't cry at that part. The part that makes me emotional is when she sees Thomas J's mom, and they hug, and the mom says, you were such a good friend to Thomas J. Mm. He just loved you. I please come. I want to see you. And she gave, she gave her the mood ring. She said, this is, this was on Thomas J. Cause he, that's, he was getting that when he died and she turns around and Veda calls her back and says, don't worry. My mom will take care of him. Yeah. That's the part. Oh, that just. Well, and when she turns around, the mom turns around to walk away. Her body language, you can tell she's crying. Mm -hmm. Like she smiles and turns around and then like kind of does this hunching thing. And you can see that she is becoming emotional. That's what I read Mm -hmm. by her back language. Mm -hmm. That's what her back language was telling me. (laughs) Yeah. So poor Samantha. (laughs) watching this movie this emotional movie that your dog like died and we we're watching this sad movie and I felt so bad for you I was like it, we it, can wait <laughs> we don't it have to was watch it, now. <laughs> it was super this was a rough week for me this was rough I almost didn't think I would be able to get through this so my dog who was really old she finally just she'd had enough and she had made it to the end and So yeah, we had to have her put down, but I was also preparing for this pod. Mm -hmm. So yes, as we, we put my dog down and then the movie I watch after putting my poor dog down and being really emotional is watch my girl. Mm -hmm. So it did make it a little more emotional, but it also was a little bit of a distraction, which is good. Yeah. But this movie is just always sad. I've always shed a tear watching this movie. 
Yes. And apparently I've made both of my kids watch it. (laughs) I didn't know Austin had watched it. And she came in. She's like, oh, are you watching that movie where that kid dies? (laughs) (laughs) That's traumatizing. How come nobody told me? (laughs) We didn't read that review. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you read the review, mom? This is not a child's movie. (laughs) Protect your children. Oh, man. Yes. And so just thinking about the friendship and we always try, or I always try to compare the friendship that we're talking about with our friendship. Mm -hmm. And this was hard because I don't know what I would do. It would be, it would be awful to all of a sudden have my best friend not there anymore. Right. So well, I wouldn't want you to replace me. No, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to go on without a best friend. Just suffer. <laughs> well, I couldn't. There would be no. There no, be no there's no replacement. I'd obviously want you to find the friend that makes you happy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I have other friends. They're fine, <laughs> but they would never move into that spot. No, no. So yeah, this was hard to like. To try and compare. It is. It's a difficult. Yeah, that's a very difficult situation. And I think too, we're older. It's different. I would still want to be around your children. Mm -hmm. They're my nieces. I would still have to have some kind of rights. (laughs) You would. They're coming to live with you. I've told you that before. You're taking them. Don't forget. You just acted like you forgot. Well, I wasn't thinking Josh. I'm not taking him if Josh doesn't die. <laughs> oh, Tristan's dead. Move out, Josh. I'm taking the kids. I forgot about him for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming just you pass. Yes. Okay. The kids are mine if you and Josh go at the same time. But if Josh is alive, I still will need, like, I'll get summers. Like, okay, it's summertime. I'm coming to get the kids. Yeah, he'll need a break being a single father. Because he wouldn't be able to replace you either. He'd be lonely. He'd be like (laughs) Harry. He's not allowed to replace me either. (laughs) (laughs) Just be lonely. Weird old Harry. Yeah. Yeah, no, same. I Yes, your kids. I would be definitely, there'd be, like, visits. Probably the same amount that we do now. Right. But it'd just be different. It'll be like, come stay with me. Mm -hmm. You're going to spend the summer here. It'd be like, it'd be just like summers. Mm -hmm. So we come to camp. Yeah. To Auntie Sammy's camp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like when kids go spend the summers at grandma's or whatever. Yeah. I know. Cousin camp. So one one of my good friend's husband's parents do this and I want to adopt this they do cousin camp where they have all of their grandkids over for a week five days or a week during the summer and it's cousin camp I love that I remember you telling me about it and that is something we need to adopt and I say we even get together me and you with our grandkids and do big cousin camp big yes yes all of our kids yeah we could do many little regular cousin camp but then once Mm -hmm. a year we got to do big cousin camp Yes, where it's everybody. Everybody. It. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's planned. We're doing it. We're going to do it. When and we're, we're going to live forever, me and you. <laughs> we're going to be 99 years old. Yes. Because <laughs> we're living together when we're old. 
Okay, so we've seen a couple of comments on our Instagram. So we've had a few things on our Instagram along the lines of, I'm so jealous that you have this, or I wish I had a friendship like this, or you guys are, you know, we just get lots of comments like that. And although it's flattering, and yes, we do have something really special, we just want to let all of our besties know that it doesn't come without struggle. We don't live by each other. Yeah. And I don't think it's as common and I don't think it's a very common thing to have a best friend from childhood Mm -hmm. that you are so close with that you talk to every day. This is special, something that we have that's really special to us. And we just want to make sure that everybody out there knows that it's not a common thing. And we definitely struggle Oh, we've had to work on our friendship for years to keep a long distance friendship up is talking daily. It takes work. It is not just come natural. It is, it comes natural now, Yeah, but it didn't all the time. We had to take time out of our day, especially before phones were right on our hip at all time or right in our pocket the whole time. Mm-hmm. There was times where we had to sit down with a corded phone and call each other. Once every, sometimes we'd go months, Mm -hmm. even with cell phones, we would go months because it's just, it's a lot of time. I think Marco Polo really needs to pay us (laughs) because (laughs) honestly, we talk about it all the time and it's been the best tool for our friendship because we can use it. I can say something to you. You don't have to be right there to answer it right then. Mm -hmm listen to it later. And it just is a perfect tool for our friendship. But that's been just the last few years. Yeah, before that, it was a lot of work. And it's just a lot of work too to make sure I'm messaging her about everything that goes on in my life. There are times where maybe I'm like busy, but I have to stop I have to carve out that time to let Tristan know what I'm doing today. You know, and the progression of my poor dog, I showed her Mm -hmm. details she probably didn't want to see, but that's the level of friendship we've gotten to. Mm -hmm. So where there's no secrets, there's nothing hidden and it takes a lot of work. So it's, it is unlikely. I mean, it is rare for a friendship like ours, but it didn't come easily. It Mm -hmm. came with a lot, a lot of work. And just years. 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 Yeah. And focus yeah. and focusing on the friendship and getting it to where it is. Mm-hmm. So even though it's rare, it's not impossible, but it's work. Yes. So we just want to make sure nobody feels less than for not having what we have, because that's right. absolutely not, not the case. Yes. But I do love every time a best a bestie writes in, mm-hmm. reading your comments, and just hearing some of the nice things you guys have to say is just so awesome. And another thing that is my favorite is when I'm walking around, and this actually happened the other day, an uh, old friend of mine, we were talking, and she goes, oh, I just love your podcast. And that, just knowing that there's another person out there listening, I don't think that will ever get old. That's always something that brings such a smile to my face. And I don't think our besties know how much we really think about them and how much this whole podcast is geared towards our besties. Like that's what we're thinking about all the time. Yes. 
I had the same thing happen at work a few days ago. One of my coworkers, Aaron, said, oh, yeah, I I listen to your podcast all the time. I want to be on it. I want to be a guest on your podcast. So, Aaron, you're coming. (laughs) Thanks, Aaron, for listening. You'll be a guest. Yes. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I hope you enjoyed it today. Yes. Wait, don't let today. Today. I'm going to leave that in. Stop. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll, no, I can't. Now I can't. All right. Do it. Serious. And we'll talk to you later. Yes. Thank you. Best friends. Best. We can't. We're done. (laughs) With a crispy baked crust. (laughs) (laughs) A buttery, buttery, crispy, flaky crust. It's a buttery, flaky crust. <laughs> oh, inside joke. Unless you've seen it. If everyone's had to see that, right? Okay. Buttery, flaky crust. Buttery, flaky <laughs> crust. If you haven't seen it, look up that video right now because you are missing out. Type it in. Just buttery, type flaky in crust. buttery, flaky oh. crust. It'll Old come up. video. <laughs> yeah. And you can thank us later. <laughs> yes. All right. Love you, best friend. <laughs> Love you too. If you have a bestie question or comment or have a request, reach out to us via email at samandtrisldbff at gmail.com or message us through our Instagram, longdistancebff.com.